Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Weekly Games Chat. I'm your host, Chris. As always, joined by Sean. Sean. John? Is he here yet? Sean? Sean. Sean. And John? Hey, man. You're here. I'm here. Uh, yeah, so Sean unfortunately messaged us this morning and said, I'm dying. <laughs> Not literally, but he felt it. He definitely felt it. <laughs> And, he, and he got the crud. And look, you and I both joke when Sean's not here. I mean, Sean is Sean brings a interesting dynamic to this podcast. I mean, the biggest appeal for him. And I mean, granted, we you and I we, we all play video games, but he's sure. literally a big kid. Like one time, I asked him to do the show notes for me. Yeah, he brought me the show notes. He wrote it out in crayon. I mean, that's just that's just Sean. That that sounds. But accurate. I'd also like to note that it's five twenty five. <laughs> And we started the podcast. That is true. <laughs> He's like, man, we're always out so late every Tuesday. I'm like, well, you know, maybe if we didn't talk for 30 minutes beforehand or yes, or we got here. That's true. It's yeah. it's not his fault. But yeah. Sean, we love you. Your audience loves you. He's not going to listen to this. I don't care. <laughs> I, want, I, want, I, want the, I want him to feel the vibes out in the airwaves. Sean, we love you. Your audience loves you. And we hope you feel better soon. And it's a shame no one's going to listen to this. Oh, I wouldn't listen to us. This is this is going to be our number one rated podcast ever. I think like me, and you, me and you have even said this. Like if Sean left the show, and it was just me and you, and we were still passionate about it, it'd probably be for the best if we still just shut down. <laughs> <laughs> no, one no wants to we would to adjust. That. We would adjust. We we life. Uh, we uh, get we get Ryan life. Leaf in here. I get Slade. We'd get a rotating chair. How's that's that? true. That's true. Because be we fun. we could do like Slade. And Geoff and BK and, yeah. and Casey and all yeah. of them. Just a cast of friends. Yeah. And two guys arguing who don't know how to stop. <laughs> we could we could definitely get a JRPG lover in here because I don't think we give that enough love. Yeah. Good Tim Mac. Yeah. He lives in Columbus mm-hmm. now. Went over yeah. to his house and played games with him. Yeah. So I'd love to know what he's played this year. He, that we've overlooked. I've I've said this like pound for pound. I mean, I think you would admit of of your friends. I'm probably the one that you know is like consistently playing something new, right? Like for sure. If something comes out, and I want to play it. I get it, and yep. I play it. There's no wait. Mm-hmm. He's the only one on my PlayStation list that is the same way. Yeah. Like we might not have the same taste all the time. He plays certain things I don't care about, and I play <clears> certain <throat> things. Obviously, he doesn't care about. But you know. It's very rare for me to see him just like playing Fortnite for, you know, four months straight and that's it. He's, he's always moving on to something new. Yeah. My friend list, I, I just go every night when I'm logging off the PlayStation, I go look and it's, it's always the same five people playing the same game. Well, because you get off early and they're up till like two <laughs> playing true. that one game. Yeah. <laughs> well, now it's two games. They, they, it they, is. Yeah. You're yeah. Right, you're they're right. rotating right now. It's hard times, hard times in the world of, uh, of battle royales and Matt's in the mix again. He's uh, he's doing the the Call of Duties. Old old ton, Tony's Matt. Yeah, yeah. He's in the Call of Duties. I saw him Friday. I was like, you just don't change. That's the power of bald heads. You just like same. He got on what. the elevator a couple of days ago and just looked at me the whole time. Kept his back to the door. Just stared at me. Loving, kind eyes. He was undressing me, you. He had me in his trance. <laughs> awesome dude, though. Yeah. So, we should, we should, you saw Spider-Man. Yeah. I saw a lot of things this week. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I Tell saw me that. more. And I watched, uh, and you two 
and everyone here can if you want to watch the favorite for Academy Awards this year. Uh, Roma is on Netflix now. Totally worth it. But, favorite yeah. for what? Best Picture? Oh, yeah. Really? Like, go look at the Metacritic on that when you go home. Nice. It's like 96, I think. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. It's, um, I guess we could start with that. Yeah, that movie is, it's, it's kind of like, it, it's hard to describe. It's not really about anything. And the <laughs> best description I've, I've read or I've heard, I can't remember who it was who said it, but, uh, they said it's like looking at a scrapbook. Okay. But like a living scrapbook, because it's supposed to be partly autobiographical to uh, Alfonso Curion's time growing up in the Roma province of mm-hmm. of um, Mexico, which okay. is it's in Spanish, you know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. it's like, hey, good things happen, bad things happen, and life goes on, you know. And it's just really beautiful to look at. He's gonna win. He's gonna win a lot, <laughs> and it's uh, it's hard to say he doesn't deserve it. It's probably probably his best film i mean gravity was really good children men was really good but i it's probably his most best like drama film i would say since uh y2 mambien or however it said which was way way back that was like 20 years ago mm-hmm. but yeah totally totally worth watching if you like drama if not then i, I ain't got nothing for you on that one <laughs> excellent um, so we did, I didn't get a chance to, but yeah, the big one, Spider Verse, but yeah. uh, it's on my list. It's going to be a crowded weekend with, I mean, Bumblebee now. I yeah. think it shocked everybody. Yeah, uh, and and then of course Mary Poppins is coming out. Like Mary Poppins. And I guess if you're into Am McKay and all that, uh, Vice is out this weekend. I think Holmes and Watson is out too. So is that out? I think so. I think they're like all out for, for you know. Well, it's the thing now on Christmas Day. And honestly, I, I used to make Christmas Day movies my thing. You remember this? Yeah. Uh, and I've gotten away from it because then it felt like all of a sudden everyone caught on. You're like, hey, you know, yeah, we can go see a movie. <laughs> My family used to do that on Thanksgiving and on Christmas Day. Yeah. We'd do our Thanksgiving thing. We'd do our Christmas thing. Then we'd all pile up in the car and go see a couple of uh, – literally a couple of movies. I mean, yeah. we'd spend the day there. But now uh, this year um, – so we're actually doing our Christmas on Boxing Day, which is the 26th, because my sister has to work on Christmas. So we were like, don't want to, you know. <laughs> what does Boxing Day mean? Uh, I'm not really sure. Is it an English thing? uh, I believe it's a Canadian holiday, I believe. Okay. Um, But, yeah, you know, that was how my mom said it to me. She's like, we're going to do it on Boxing Day. I was like, why didn't you say the 26th? We're not Canadian. (laughs) Um, But, you know, hey, whatever day you're with your family and you're sharing time and, you know, love and all that, that can be Christmas, right? So here's the real question. Sure. Have you been invited over to Sean's house for Christmas? Um, not, I mean, like maybe, I'm not sure. I, I'm sure the offer is standing, but you know, like it's also like really weird to go to someone because you know, you know how Sean is like Sean, it it might like not be on his mind until like December 24th. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yep. Uh, but you know, then like, you know, noon, I'll get a text Bye, you're coming for dinner. (laughs) I'd be like, I guess I am, you know, either way I'll find a way life, uh, Life finds a way, as they say. Um, but yeah, Spireverse. Um, what people actually really want to hear about. Absolutely, yeah. I, I said this. It easily, by a mile, is the best Spider-Man movie I've ever seen. And it is, and I'm talking 
not just the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but anything movie-wise that has ever had that Marvel logo on it. You know, X-Men, the original Spider-Man movies, um, Fantastic Four, if if you want to put that in there, Deadpool, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. It's it's on the short list for the best I've ever seen of any Marvel property. I think it just – it nails it out of the park. And it's really – it's hard to, like, oversell or – I don't want to oversell, but it's just – it's true. Like it has emotion. It has a great story. It takes everything from the spider universe of all these things and gives it great credit and great development. Even Matt manages to make Peter Parker really interesting again, like this, this idea of the Peter Parker that's in this movie. Um, and I guess also it helped that I had never read the miles Morales comics. So I did not know all the little twists, which maybe some other people will see coming and will know to expect that. So for me, it was like when those twists hit to his own story and you see like, oh, this is what his origin is. I was like, this is very, very well done. And I enjoyed it a lot. Plus, it's got great animation, uh, great comedy. and Spider Pig. I mean, Spider Ham. Yeah. Spider Ham. Sorry. <laughs> Peter Porker. <laughs> he's he's great. And actually the big surprise, Nick Cage is freaking noir Spider Man. He is he's got some really great lines. Like they're like he looks up and he goes like, Where's the wind for his jacket coming from? And he's like, Where I go, the wind goes. So does he does he embrace the Nick Cage persona? Oh, it's, oh, in it's this Nick movie? Cage, yeah. Like he is owning everything, oh, yes. every meme, every Pretty much. Okay. And like there's nice that's not the only even owning, like just uh, the way it ties to various things. And there are going to be some moments very early on that you're like, oh, my God, I can't believe they put that in here. Yeah. But that's awesome they put that in here. Mm-hmm. Um, everything about it, just it clicks. And you're like, I want more of these. I want like five more of For these sure. movies. and I would be totally fine with it. I guess there's a certain freedom to doing anything you want yeah. through animation. You just, I don't know. I just In my mind, it seems like you can... You know, if you can dream it, you can stick it on a, sure. on a screen it, it's, through animation. Yeah, it's a lot harder. Like, you think of, you know, here, the main big bad for the movie is Kingpin, right? And I think it's, it, with a character like that, we've seen him attempted multiple times in live formats. And I haven't watched um, Daredevil, but I know people are very high That's on great. that. Yeah, but, That's like, great. then you think of him in, like, Punisher and things like that. People are a little bit more mixed, and I think it's because it's really hard to actually have the character look how we imagine him in the comics, right? Because he's, like, comically large, and here yeah. he's, he's like a freaking fridge. Yeah, he's a tank. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it almost it looks like he doesn't have a neck. Like, he's just this big bulk, and then, like, in the middle, there's a head poking out. That's literally what he is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's funny to, to look at. But, like, you know, there's a couple of other people who pop up in this. I won't spoil who or how they're in this, but each one feels distinct and cool mm-hmm. and like feels a lot more realistic to the comics, the way the Spider-Man game was uh, this past year, um, then is easy to pull with a movie. And I think it's because with a movie, you know, they're, they're worried, like what will the common person put up with and, and things in the real world, maybe that seem great in a comic aren't necessarily that attractive to a company, right? When they're putting, I don't know, close to a billion dollars on the line for each movie. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, so 
I don't know. Uh, it, it definitely helped is what I would say. And I mean, like you have to think now Miller and, uh, and Lord, uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller, who, after they fired, got fired from Solo, this is what they went and did. I and they didn't like, direct I, this I one. I feel like I should say, in honor of Sean, name drop. Yeah, yeah. Name drop. Well, I, mean, I think I read that, though. They they were they were taken off Solo. Yeah, yeah. They were... Uh, okay, they so Ron Howard replaced these two guys? Is that yeah, what that was? That's why the movie is Solo is so weird, is that like they reshot certain parts, but not everyone. Well, I thought I they think. pretty much redid the movie. Yeah, um, and they didn't... Um, you know, and they gave them as a settlement, I think, like to say, hey, to say we're not completely screwing you over here. They gave them producer credits on the movie. Um, gotcha. But the the script is partly theirs. And it's like you could see, again, like there's the evidence, right? <clears throat> These guys obviously have great vision and ideas in their heads. <clears throat> and the moment they tried to do it into Star Wars and do it with live action, all of a sudden everyone – was you know like Kathleen Kennedy and all of them got really apprehensive. I would love to see what their actual take um, from the original ideas of it for Solo was because it probably would be very cool and unique to uh, yeah. the Star Wars universe. Maybe they get another crack at it at this point. I know. <laughs> no. Solo two. I wouldn't be upset if uh, I mean you would think, especially with the success of this. I was thinking about it. You know, we know James Cunn won't ever be coming back to Guardians. These two guys would be a perfect like, so? pick for to take over that because they have the humor. Okay. Um, you know, so who knows? Perfect. Did you do anything? I guess, I guess not. I, I've I've been uh, I've been going to the uh, I've been going to I've, I've been going to the gym finally after God knows how many decades. <laughs> <laughs> so you went twice in five years. Congrats. Uh, no, I, I went Friday and then I went Saturday and then me and Aiden went out in the yard and raked up the leaves. Um, that's not the gym, John. That's, that's just doing yard work. It's still exercise. <laughs> that's true. Um, and then Monday, Monday I went out there and then, uh, so I'm, I'm just trying, I'm just doing the treadmill, just trying to get into the habit of going physically going to a gym. So you want to go to Arby's for dinner? Absolutely. <laughs> I'll work it off tomorrow. <laughs> and as far as, I mean, I don't think I watched anything um, except I've been giving another, I played it a long, a while back, but I've, I played through Metro 2033. Yeah. And it's just remarkable how old the game is. Almost, almost unplayably frustrating that game is. And it's and it's crazy because the second one, Metro Last Light, is so like a thousand times better. It's like it's like you can see playing it, you could see where uh, Wolfenstein might have got some influence. If I remember, the reviews <clears throat> for the second one were much higher than the first one. They were if about I, the same, and I'm, yeah. I don't mean I don't mean that it was bad for its time. It's just that it going back, up. going back, even with the graphical resolution, it looks it looks much better, but it just it doesn't play as efficiently as modern day shooters. Sure. Duh. Yeah. You know, yeah. but, um, I've just, I've always loved that, that world. I'm, and I'm looking forward to the next game coming out in February. Mm -hmm. I'll mm -hmm. be that person that buys it. <laughs> I also, um, I finished homecoming on prime. Oh, the, the Julie Roberts. Roberts. I like it because it's like, see, so you, you didn't play much of anything. 
Do we need to even no, talk no, about I, the game today? I played plenty of okay. this game. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think like I, when I checked, it said 20 hours wow. clock. So, yeah. Well and done. That's in a fighting game, right? Um, but uh, no, what I liked about the show as far as time, right? It's probably the only drama I know that is 30-minute episodes. So, you know, you think about it, it's like only 10 episodes, so it's two an hour. You know, that's that's not bad that's at all. That's a 30-minute episode? Yeah. That's and it works. And it, like, actually, it has a cool little aesthetic it does because mm-hmm. there's time jumps in it. Yep. And I was like, why are they doing it this way? I was like, are they just doing it to tell <laughs> us something? Or, like, you know, to be like, hey, by the way, idiot, this is the future. This is the past. And when it finally came to... T- fruition you're like oh okay okay cool it wasn't just some stupid style choice like there's purpose behind this um but yeah i need to find something else i I think i was looking at uh i think it was like polygon or something had like the best new shows or whatever so i pulled that up and one of the first things that caught my eye and so predictable for me was a very british scandal (laughs) and it's very british got hugh grant did you did you crack, watch that next did you crack into ozark at all i have only watched part of i haven't watched any of season two so no hmm. one day i will you might you might like that one if you like breaking bad oh that first episode is of that show is whew. and you know nobody really talks about this show but i'd, I'd recommend uh peaky blinders yeah, everyone says that's one of the best undercover shows yeah. that's been on Netflix for quite I have some to, time. I have to turn the subtitles on so I can understand what they're saying. But once I do that, you're set. It's pretty good. <laughs> there was an SNL skit a couple of years ago where where they did that. They're like a very British movie, and like they just they start off and for maybe the first ten seconds, you can understand what they're yeah. saying, and it just goes. It complete. goes off the rails. Yeah, I just to that. Um, was it like <clears throat> what was that movie? Where he's like, dag. <laughs> Go get the dag. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dog. Oh, that's what you, dog. Okay. Yeah, dag. <laughs> I mean, you'd know this better than anybody. How many dialects are in Great Britain? Like, oh, there's From tons. town to town, oh, and yeah. not even town, but in London. Different sections or di- different precincts. Yeah. It's, there's like different dialects, and somebody from s- South London can't understand. Somebody from Northern London. It's to be crazy. fair, or the King's English. It, to be fair, it's no different than here, right? I mean, someone from Brooklyn sounds nothing. You know, it's not like guy going. Uh, what was the joke David Cross you were saying? Ah, uh, hey, El Paso, Texas. Yeah, <laughs> what? Forget about it. You know that doesn't happen, yes, yes. right? You know, absolutely. Um, so we're we're the same way, and everyone says that about us in the South. Um, I had a friend who moved out to L.A. And everyone just loved the way he talked because they say, I, I mean, I guess we don't realize a lot of people here, they just talk slower. It's just a natural thing for Southern. What? Yeah. My dear. You know, whereas in L.A., it's very fast paced and get to the point because I got something to do, I yeah. guess. And traffic. So <laughs> most importantly, though, you played a game. Yeah. Is that a pivot? Might that was, be. That was pretty If you good. want it to be, it's yours. Yeah, yeah, we can clock this under twenty minutes from a, for once. Um, yeah, let's uh, let's better, talk. You want to talk about? It? Better hurry up. Okay. Run it out of time. <laughs> All right, let's do it. Topic time, 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 time. The topic is. Can I do? 
No. Do you really want to do it? <laughs> I don't care. Super Smash! <laughs> like that? Do it how they do in the opening title screen. Just do it. I don't even remember how they did it on there. Oh, okay. Uh, this is already riveting. I yeah, can't wait. I know. But Super Smash Ultimate. Super Smash Bros. Dot yeah. Yeah, Ultimate. Okay, fine. We'll just call it Ultimate. That's why everyone else is going to call it. So this is your last hurrah. For this year. Probably for the Switch. Nah. I'm sure there'll be something. You're going to hang on to it? I mean, you got to play Metroid Prime, right? That's true. And plus, you've got a you've got a, whole, a year's worth of Nintendo Online to enjoy. Oh, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Still haven't used it. Uh. It's it's like there. I have it, but I have not taken advantage of it. Mike wanted to play the R, or I'm sorry, Ryan Leaf wanted to play the R night, and I was like, not until I beat this stupid single player will I play you because I want all the characters and know who is my character. Okay. So far, it's been Marth, which isn't surprising because for me, it's like almost always Marth. Nice. Okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, <clears throat> Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. So I've played everyone since the GameCube. I did not play the original on N64. I did not play... Because that was a trash console. <laughs> I did not play N64 and I did not play Brawl. Okay. Yeah. Did you play the one on Wii U? A little bit. Yeah. I didn't... Aiden played it, it a lot more than I did. But I was hyped for some. that one and then when it came out I played it maybe You played about it a week. weekend. Yeah. And, and you were done. It. Because it was like the problem is... Um, with these games, I think we have this time where that game is from, right? When we were young and of course, where there was no, uh, online play at the time. So mm-hmm. it was about getting your friends together and gathering around a TV, especially like for me with uh melee and brawl. Um, you know, one, when I was living like with Mikey and the other one, uh, when I was in college, you know, you get the whole floor together and it's like, Hey, we're going to have a tournament tonight. Mm-hmm. See who's best. And it's fun because you just so many countless things you can do and change and no one battle, uh, feels the same. And even then, like not even how one person might use a character, right. Can completely change based on who's holding the controller. It's just, it's a really big blast. And, the problem I think they've had as we've gone into the new generations and now we do have online play and these people are getting older, right? Is that, yeah, the content that is there is really, really, really good. There, I don't think anyone's ever going to question that because it's like such good basic, uh, format, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, it's not complicated. Everyone, it's not like I need to know <laughs> that this character's specials are, are half circles versus this other person that, I have to go back and then forward and hit these two buttons together, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's the same for everyone. It's pay hey, forward B, back B, or down B, up B. That's or just press B. You know that's your special attacks, and you know go go learn them and what they are. They might be different, you know, and have uh, different setups for each person, but you can get the basics down to a point where no matter what fighter you're picking up, uh, you at least feel like you have a shot. Right. When you're playing someone or playing the computer. Uh, but as you go on, you know, in this modern age, the truth is, is that most people, they just don't have as many people around to play the game as they did when they were younger. Mm -hmm. You know, people, they grow up, they have families and such. Or you're like me and you just hate people and live with a dog. (laughs) No, no, that's me. Oh, yeah. But you have people too. That's something, I mean, I like them. (laughs) 
Noted. What? <laughs> Dear Clarissa, <laughs> I've got a roommate. Trust me. Just listen. Uh, but yeah, so the uh, the alternative, of course, they we're like, well, they, they've already solved that. You can go online. Who's calling Jeez. you? Sorry. Yeah. It was BK. He should know better. I know. <laughs> Don't you know we recording? Um, but like, you know, you go online, you think that's going to be your saving grace. And then you get on there and you realize that unfortunately, you know, <clears throat> fighting games, they have very hardcore communities. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden that fun that you have just playing with your friends who may not all be as committed to it. And maybe only like one person is to just completely dominating person. You rotate him and out, uh, him in and out throughout the night. So it's not always painful. Uh, turns to instead being in a match that has eight people, like six of which who are gods at this game, and you just consistently spend your time not getting better, not improving the way you would say with like Mario Kart or um, even I'm trying to think of another big switch, like I guess Mario Party or something like that. You just spend your time dying is really what you do, and it, it gets frustrating. You're like, I don't want to do this. Um, so when the Wii U version came out, that's what really killed it to me. Cause I was like, well, I'm in this middle where I'm definitely, I'm not a beginner. You know, I know what I'm doing in this game, but if I go online, I'm just going to get whooped. And I really have no idea what I need to do to get better. Right. Cause these people are at a level that I just don't understand. <laughs> um, so I've been hoping that whenever they did release the next smash brothers, they would finally give us, a single player that was a little bit more robust than just go fight a couple of characters and then wait for the person to unlock uh, and and unlock all your characters and then that's it unless you're playing with someone, right? Yeah. So you're looking for something that can give you sort of the the pra- the, the lengthy practice you would want. Yeah. Kind of sort of a a trainer type. Methodology. Yes. Yeah. And, and be fun and mm-hmm. also feel like it's something that is not going to be over just over after four or five hours and you go like, well, why did I buy the $60 game? Did you get it? <laughs> I definitely got it because got I'm at, want. like I said before, I'm at 20 hours and, uh, Ryan Leaf has beat the main, uh, single player, which is called World of, uh, World of Light. Um, I am, I'm probably nowhere close to it. I've unlocked about, 30 of the fighters i think at this point that's really the main way i'm unlocking them is through the game uh or through the single player every now and then when i exit out i'll have a challenger waiting to me because i think like what it is is no matter what mode you're in uh there are certain amount button presses you have and then like once you reach that it will prompt hey there's a new challenger approaching but you can't when you unlock outside the game you can't use that character inside the single player. You have to find them and unlock them in that world before you can use it. But yeah, basically what they did was they took smash and they said, let's, you know, they've always had master hand and and all that tying into their single player instead of it. It's still kind of here, but they've put it in a way where instead of it just being a progress and, and that's it, it's instead of map in a journey and it's a journey in, that is designed to not just give homage to these franchises that's pulling from in the Nintendo universe of, of playing in history. Right. 
it's like, no, no, this is a love letter to everything Nintendo that you consistently go on for, I'm guessing for most people, it's going to be like 20 to 30 hours if they beat the whole entire thing. Yeah. It takes a long time. And, and, you know, the one criticism I'd say towards the back end gets a little repetitive. It's Mm -hmm. getting a little bit more repetitive and you're like, okay, another guy go fight. Let's go do this, but still fun. And that's the thing. Um, so the idea is that this, I can't remember the name of the thing, but like it comes in and it cat kidnaps all the spirits of all the fighters, right? And um, and possesses them. Except for, of course, Kirby. Because as we all know, Kirby is the most indestructible creature ever, like, made. You can't beat Kirby, right? We've No, if right. Avengers had Kirby, yeah. Thanos wouldn't have stood a chance. He would have just ate the gauntlet. Yeah. And then he would have had the power. And he'd yeah. be like, now you're snapped. <laughs> you know, that's the way it would go. Like, he'd eat Hulk. And yeah. then God help us. Yeah. <laughs> You know, he the is, puffball's <laughs> coming right at me. <laughs> <laughs> he's so adorable. <laughs> Look at him, he's squishy, but he could break a building. <laughs> but, you know, like, you start off as Kirby, and you start going down this path, right, of this of this world map that they've made. And you come up on these spirits. So there are two types of spirits. There's main spirits, which break down into the three classes of um, skills that we see throughout smash attack grab and defend Mm -hmm. and then you have support spirits which on those main spirits you can equip that give you certain perks like for instance say um you might start with a a blaster in your hand or you might get additional damage for using swords or something like that you know there's there's so many of them it's ridiculous but all these spirits one they all have their own distinct battles that you have to fight. And two, they are all characters from these, from these universes that you see. And some that are not even in the game are being pulled in like freaking, uh, <laughs> balloon boy. I had that the other day. <laughs> you know, so things like that. I think, um, I might've seen a burger time one too. And I was burger like, time. burger time. Wow. <laughs> but like, yeah, see, they, they each have their own fight. And their own set of rules, uh, disadvantage. And it starts like real simple, you know, first one's just like, Hey, you know, just, just win. Right. Um, <laughs> and as you, after you beat them, you gain whatever that spirit is and you'll gain some, some coin. And also like every now and then you'll get snacks and those are important because you take the snacks and when you have a primary spirit, you can level them up from one to 99. So every time you use the spirit and you, whether you win or lose, obviously you get a lot more when you win, but if you lose, you get a little bit too. You get experience and it levels them up and they get better stats, right? They get more powerful. Uh, and then with the support ones, it also helps to make them a little bit more powerful. And you start at like, the early ones are all one star spirits, so they're not too high level where, you know, even though you might just have a basic one equipped who's not very high level, you can, you can pretty much hang with everything that's thrown your way. But eventually, as you go around, you'll come across the core fighter spirits that are on the map. That's kind of like what the path is leading you down towards. Um, and as you reach these fighters, you have to fight them head on, you know, like no, kind of perks or crazy rules or anything but it's like hey one-on-one beat the fighter you get the fighter he's now on your roster 
you can use them in the single player mode. So you start as Kirby and you get like Mario and then you have a choice of like one of four you can unlock um, after that. And it opens up a path to a larger you map. Say, you say one of four like you can – There are four Almost that, like there's a troop, like a JRPG. Like you have a group of <laughs> – No, 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 no. I'm talking about just like core fighter fights that you can choose between. Like they give you a, a point early on to pick between one of four characters, which one you want. Okay. And then the other ones you – can't get till later okay uh but yeah once you beat that fire kind of sets you down this path and you start to go and as you go down this path you quickly realize this is not just some stupid map that they just drew up for the sake of it's like no again this is a complete love letter to everything going on here you like you go into a forest area or you'll go to um one of my favorites early on, I found a base and I couldn't get into the base because I didn't have the access codes because I hadn't unlocked anyone or any of the spirits from uh, the Metal Gear series. So I had to start exploring the map until I found the Metal Gear appropriate character, do his battle, unlock him. All of a sudden, I'm opening up a Metal Gear base and I'm going and teleporting down to a whole entire structure that looks like classic Metal Gear. And everything that's going on with fights that are designed around the spirits of characters that mimic them greatly. That's ridiculous. Yeah, like there are, there are mech fights and like the way they get around it. Obviously, they don't have, um, you know, a mech in the game, right? They don't have those kinds of things. So what do they do? They take the fighters and they give them unique abilities and unique setup to really mimic what that spirit is that you're fighting. So one of my favorites, um, as you're going on it, <laughs> you go to an airport, right? And the airport takes you to a 2d map that looks like the classic street fighter, <laughs> uh, world tour map from, from the original street fighter two turbo championship, uh, whatever the airbase Giles stage. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like you're at an airport and then it's like the classic, like two, map where you watch an airplane fly mm. you know to the you know dun 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 you know it's got the music playing everything that's a everything that's awesome in this mm -hmm. game music uh and yeah you go and like you might fight for the spirit of blanca right well blanca's not in the game right you can't nice. fight him so instead you fight an incinerator i think it's his name the big cat dude i think mm -hmm. um except he's giant sized <laughs> he's <laughs> he's green and there's this uh, power up you can. I actually have from Mega Man called uh, the Screw Attack, where like basically when you jump, you kind of do the spinning cycle. So it's very it's lightningy, and it very much looks it's like lightningy. Yeah, <laughs> it, it very much looks like Blanca's you know yes. spin attack. Yes, and that's what they do in this game. Like they're consistently trying to find you know some they're very slight and there's not much mm. they can do, but they're especially the higher level fights. They go to great detail to give you something that if the character is not in the game, uh, that at least it's a send up. It's a tribute to what that character is. So you're gotcha. like, okay, I see what you're doing here. Um, and it's cool because as you're going around this thing, you just realize how much freaking content and accessibility and customization and everything is in this game. Like Mario, I think I've seen in like 40 different outfits. <laughs> Wow. Uh, you know, there are levels that you just go, wait, where is this on stages? You know, you're like that kind of thing. Every level feels unique and distinct because it's all here from all the universes from the like really crappy ones to like epic ones. You know, I fought, uh, one that was in Kirby the other day on a, I was on a train and I could see the 2D b background 
And <laughs> every now and then it would blow. And when it would blow, like you'd have to compensate because, huh. uh, you know, wind. <laughs> Science. Uh, yeah, it's it's just so crazy. And like every time I think they can't shock you, uh, they do something else. There's a big one I got to last night. It is not advertised anywhere. And the fact that they put this in here, especially because I think the the crowd that are really into these games are more so of the JRPG sort. You know, usually those are kind of close. The fact that they put this in here, even though it's not Nintendo exclusive, it has no characters that I know of from the game, and it has its own custom boss fight from it, is one of the coolest surprises I've had in video games this year. Like, just the fact that they put and I knew what it was as soon as I was like, no, there's no way that's in this game. And I was like, that is what that is. Oh, my God. <laughs> and it, it's it, it, it continually surprises you, especially as you explore the map. And every map has different zones from the main things to then the deeper down dives when you find these portals that take you to, like, the Street Fighter map. Or I went and did one last night for Donkey Kong Country. And, like, you know, it even has the little pellets on the path. So that, you know, <laughs> you're progressing. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's that, but I've also had ones where you're just exploring and like I go to a town, right? It's like this big city and I'm looking around and I start noticing. I'm like, wait a minute. Every building in the city is like either a controller, a system or something else from like Nintendo Perif throughout all the years. Like there's like a tower that looks just like a Game Boy. There's a Wii U remote. Or a Wii remote. There's, you know, the N64. There's the GameCube in it. But it all looks really nice and, you know, um, pleasing. Uh, what is it? It has a nice aesthetic. It doesn't look like it was just baked in. It's like, no, no, no. Someone thought about this and still made it look good. Mm -hmm. um, and as you keep going around the map, you start to find other things, more activities to do. Like you can find, um, <laughs> you can find shops that will let you buy things like snacks or, or certain support cards. And it consistently is rotating these out as you do it. Right. Um, and you can find training gyms, uh, where you can change characteristics for certain cards so that you're increasing certain stats on them, which are going to help you in fights. You can find, um, these mines and, uh, and there was one that I had the other day I found with uh, Captain Toad Treasure Tracker uh, where, like, you can send four of your spirits out into this mine with Captain Toad and takes them down. And, like, if you come back five hours later, they'll be like, hey, by the way, we found all this stuff for you. And and they get experience while they do it. Okay. Um, I've been I've been abusing it ever since I unlocked a, a Doc's Gym. Uh, Doc from, from, uh, punch out. punch out. Yeah. He has a gym in there and you can just leave four fighters and he'll level them up for you. So like wow. I'll go to bed and I'll wake up and like, I'll have spirit cards that have gone from zero to 99. And then on top of that, the new thing I've discovered, there are certain cards that, uh, after they hit 99, you can choose to enhance them and it takes them like, so if it, say it was a two star card. You can, after it hits 99, you can choose to enhance and it'll go back to level one, but now it's a three star card and it has new properties on it. Um, and it will transform into a different version. Like Ocelot from Mel Gear, um, originally looks like Ocelot from Mel Gear, I think two mm -hmm. it is. Uh, but when you transform him, when you enhance him, 
right? He turns into the version from Metal Gear 5 and he has more stats and, and things like that. So it's, it, you know, finding these things and doing the thing, like leveling them up, you kind of are excited. You're like, ooh, what's this card going to bring me? What kind of unique twist do I get to it? And what are the benefits by leveling it up? You know, that's, that's been a fun discovery as I've kept going. And I think for someone like me, who definitely is a big single player gamer like yourself, mm-hmm. it's made something that normally in all these franchises feels like a slog and isn't really that pleasing because there's not much story, right? Mm-hmm. It, it's instead, it's made it fun because every place I go to, I'm like, what am I going to see next? I don't know what's around the next corner. I don't know what to expect. And I've had a blast. <laughs> what a surprise, too, because this thing was announced, the single-player mode was announced at the very last minute. Um, and the fact that it's, you know, with with Mario Tennis earlier this year, it, sure. was, it was more of a, it was more of, the single-player was more of a training simulator for the game. It yeah. was really bare bones. And, and I know everyone, like people didn't like it because yeah. it, like, made you do these ridiculous challenges. Yeah. 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 Uh, all it really served as was, here's how you play Mario Tennis. Exactly. But this one seems to be something that's kind of respects the single player's desire and and it's it's like Sakurai's going look we let's let's bring more people into this game mm-hmm. let's give them a single player mode that not only teaches them how to play but gives them something else to spend what, upwards of 30 hours in yeah um when you say you've you've spent 20 hours how close are you being done <laughs> there's a whole section to the northeast that <laughs> i have yet to touch to the northeast <laughs> yeah yeah um now, I will say this. Uh, there's a criticism in this game and. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> and I didn't even think about this till I talked to Jeff. Mm-hmm. Um, cause Jeff is a guy who really hasn't played Smash Bros before, but he got it <laughs> because, you know, Holden was excited for it and yeah. things like that. And he said he started playing and I have to say, this is really weird. There's like no to really real tutorial stuff in this game. Like there's a training area. And you can go practice. And was there really one for Wii U? See, that's the thing. But like, I I was thinking about this. Like, even Mike had this problem when I when he first got Ryan Leaf got the game, and I was talking to him, and he was like, "Well, I'm enjoying it, but I don't know how to get these people off the stage." And I was like, "Well, use the right stick because that's the smash attack, and that's what launches them." <clears throat> yeah. And he was like, "Oh yeah," because there's no point where the game. <laughs> actually tells you this stuff. Well, Ryan Leaf always gets a strategy guide. Yeah, I know. I was amazed that he didn't have that, right? Check they got him. They got him at GameStop. I'm sure they do. It's not from Prima. It is, actually. Oh, really? I mean, uh, they're not done yet. They still yeah. have some They have still some contracts to fulfill. But no, there is a fair point to be made here that, like, if you're someone, if you're a Smash uh, virgin here, right, or you're someone who hasn't played in a long time, <clears throat> I think you're, you know, you're going to have to go out of your way to figure out everything like even when i was looking at the menus for certain things because there's like more advanced moves that you know you would want to be you know like taught to you the best that you get is like some very obtuse pictures and and descriptions it's like not actually anything that's interactive like okay now do this combination to do this thing Mm -hmm. you know and then once you do it, check mark. Now do it three times. You know, like there's none of that in this game. Yeah. There is a training area where you can practice some strategies and you can set the CPU to whatever difficulty you want and, you know, how much settings you want to put on it. But yeah, it, 
if there's one thing I hope at some point they patch into this game, it's that. Because, you know, Jeff made a good point. He's like, like, why should I have to go online to figure out how to play the game that I bought? You know, like, you should be telling me how to play your game. And I was like, that's a fair criticism. It's not I mean, something that's affecting me. I g- I guess you're right in, yeah. in a sense, but in today's age, well, d- does does Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter Five do these things give you tutorials? I don't know that they do. I think they the, have training areas the where they will. The community itself is so versed, versed in it. Yeah. It's like with these sequels, it's like you're kind of already ex- expected to mm-hmm. know what to do, and if you really want to get into Smash. It's kind of on you to go in and kind of learn how to play yourself. Yeah. I know it's a balancing act, and I'm sure it's to some people a problem, but I just I don't know that fighting games operate the same way See, as a tutorial for a beginning of a single-player game. I think the other part of it, too, is that definitely I think developers are becoming more aware. Like someone like our age, like Jeff, I can understand where he's like not thinking about this initially. Right. But like to a kid, I, I definitely think this is how they think. If they can't figure out how they're going to do it, they just go to YouTube and search it. No, for sure. And, and the YouTube will tell them, like, hey, how do yeah. I do the basic stuff in Smash? And be like, okay, do this, do this. Yeah. And now you understand. Now, how do I win at everything? Get this card and this card, do this. Maybe. Apparently, Kirby can be, like, after a couple of card pickups, like, has a setup in this mode that makes him, like, pretty much indestructible. <laughs> <laughs> like, you just walk forward and hold down the Smash button and then launch people. <laughs> I'm beginning to love Kirby, but uh, one of the things because I back in the day I played I played melee quite quite a bit, and it could be just an age thing or something like that. But when I was playing the, the Wii U Smash, me and Aiden were playing together on on the big TV. Even on the big fifty inch TV, I started to go, "Where is my character again?" Yeah, you because can't the, get lost. The, the 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 screen starts to pan out so far that you're like. I don't know how people compensate for that. I'm just going to have to get used to it. I'm looking sure. forward to it. I'm thinking maybe, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe Aiden might get it from Santa Claus. Oh. We'll see. I don't know. What's Santa Claus? I haven't talked to Santa recently. It's I been a couple of weeks. I was like 10. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> but yeah, um, I, uh, you know, this is definitely a genuine surprise. Like I expected to go like, yeah, this is competent and it's fine. And I'm sure if you're a fighter, nice weekend. Yeah. But you know, I was like, I'm going to play this. I'm going to look like an idiot and you know, it's okay. And then I'll move on (laughs) because there are other things I really want to play. Um, two games right now, but, uh, (laughs) but I have to say like, this definitely feels like no matter what your setup is, like a bang for your buck. And I'm, I'll eventually go online and see how that is. And maybe it's a little bit different. I guess I'm just a little timid at, at this moment. Cause oh, I, I just feel totally like, totally understand. Yeah. The moment I go on there, I'm be like, I'm so good with Mark. No one can beat no. me. And someone's going to pick like the perfect counter for him and just own me. And I'm gonna be like, Aah. I had Mario tennis the day it came out, yeah. went online that night. Mm-hmm. And I was like, how are these people owning me immediately? <laughs> See, that, that would be the one I think I would be more okay with getting invested because you know how I am with sports yeah. games. So I'd be like, I have to figure that out. Yeah. I still have it. You can borrow it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, let me borrow that. Mm-hmm. There you go. You can See, another game. They put that on sale for 20 bucks. I'd buy it. But they won't because yeah, they're like, it's only six months old. Meanwhile, yeah. I can get God of War for like 18 bucks right <laughs> exactly, now. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. That's for sure. Um, but, yeah, Richard Wise um, – I was hoping. Do you have to give it like a a provisional, Richard? No, no, I feel fine. I mean, twenty plus hours here, uh, I feel good. But with the with the online component, Cause, uh, because because yeah. honestly, I've heard I've heard some 
pretty not so great things about connecting online. Okay, for for this for this sake, let's just say my Richard is is for the single player. Okay. Okay. If you want to play online, uh, smash you smash. Yeah, go. Yeah, I would that's say probably go the look best it it's ever been. Yeah, I'm sure. Go look at some videos. I'm sure some people can tell you what the problems are. Yeah. Or or not. Uh, much better than I ever could. <clears throat> um, but for me, I'll say you know I think if you are a true fighter, I think it's really hard to argue that this is not like a nine point five or ten sure. in that realm. I I mean like there's just so much that is really well balanced and feels in these even though there's only like a couple new stages, even the ones I've seen <clears> I've been like, oh wow. And the fact that they've taken all these classic ones and and remixed them and and updated their graphics and everything, it still all feels like a new stage, right? It doesn't always just feel like a complete copy of what you've already played um which is a cool thing you know that's a hard thing like call of duty has that problem sometimes i think like when they bring back some of their classic maps i'm like oh this doesn't feel as good as it did the first time around um but for me personally you know not a guy who is a super super fighter games but i appreciate them and i really do love smash out of all of them um that and marvel vs. capcom are probably my two faves uh i'll go nine you know, I don't have a problem. Nice. Saying, you know, it's that's a big Richard. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't see how you couldn't give it that. Like, sure, the training stuff—that's the one thing that I can really <laughs> knock. But when I look at everything else, just like all the things that are included in this game and all the different little fight well, yeah. subs you can do. Like, I had like a whole entire level the other day where every five seconds it felt like a bullet bill was dropping down, and you were running for these things because you knew. Whoever got it was about to launch it, and it could mean instant death for your character. Well, it sounds like this is definitely the smash you've been wanting for several yes. games. Yes, because which I guess kind everything. of. Well, I guess it kind of gives gives its uh, namesake. Yeah, because ultimate. it's like they are giving you that whole entire like. It, it's a great display of everything that is actually in this game. Like you know, all these little setups. It's kind of like think of like Super Mario Maker, right? They give you all these levels. Um, to try out. And those are cool and they're really nicely designed. And then you see people play around and make their own setup and you just see how much is there. It's kind of the same way. Sure, you can't make a custom level or whatever in this, right? But you could set up such a unique set of parameters for a fight for, you know, a melee brawl or whatever um, that it feels really distinct because there's so many different items and, and customization of options. Like, you know, you can make it so that the screen flips halfway through or that left and right gets reversed or that someone become can gain temporary uh, invis- invincibility, you know, um, where maybe like where everyone can build up to a final smash exceedingly quickly, you know, all those kinds of things. So it it has its way where you could make a, a mode with you and your friends, I think, that feels distinct. And then have someone else come in and do the exact same thing that you never even thought of. And you would be playing Smash in a completely new way. That's what I love about it, I think, is that the single player is taking all that and it's doing it for you. And it's not doing it for just like four or five hours. It's like, no, 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 no. Here's a whole world for you to go explore and see everything and and get some good laughs along the way, too, I think. Like, there are some really obscure characters who have shown up in this. I'm like, wow, 
that's in the game, huh? Okay. I'm I'm excited, but not um, Waluigi. He's still, still, still not. In the not. Game. And I doubt. I seriously doubt he's even remotely part of the DLC packages. But hopefully, I think that's day. just. I think that's just a long game Nintendo troll. But yeah, I'm looking forward to getting my hands on a lot of these characters like Simon Belmont. I'm hearing he's a great well-rounded character yeah i've unlocked for him beginners and uh <clears throat> his whole entire his his thing in this was great yeah. like going to it and you know when you find him it's finally you know it's at dracula's castle and all nice. that kind of stuff so it's it's cool i think you know in in these in the conversation it's i mean it's time to include at this point in the conversation with with the giants like you know kojima and miyamoto and ken levine and all these yeah, guys yeah. todd howard it's time to put Sakurai up there. Sure. I mean, That's definitely. Fair. He's got to be one of the hardest working game developers. Well, yeah. The guy's a machine. Because Reggie makes him start making games before he Before even he even tells him yeah, about yeah. it. <laughs> Sakurai got his start, um, many people might not know this, in uh, in HAL Laboratories oh, with Iwata. And, and collectively, they, they, collectively, they should deserve credit for creating mm-hmm. Kirby. Yeah, Sakurai. Smash, yeah, right? yeah, definitely. But yeah. Sakurai had also had his hand. Not just Awada gets a lot of the credit for Kirby. Sure, but Sakurai had a had a big hand in it too. And he's just been doing this for so long. I can imagine that he's asleep right now. I'm sure. He'll not be, just because of the time difference, but because they he's, put him into like a chamber until like two years have passed, and you're like, begin the next one. Yeah, <laughs> I, I just I've just heard from everybody in the industry that he is the hardest worker such a perfectionist and to this day he's probably not happy with the game yeah there's probably some things that are really irking him yeah like i wanted to do that i want to do that but everybody else is going you've given you've thrown everything but the kitchen sink into this game yeah the soundtracks the stages the characters i mean i think i'm gonna be a dlc character uh-huh. I haven't Probably. heard yet, but I think I'm in the mix. We're all in there. So. <laughs> and if you upgrade us, you can enhance us into the actual weekly games chat crew. You yeah. gotta have all three of us though. <laughs> but you're gonna, is this a game you're gonna keep for a while? Not gonna For trade? sure. For sure. I don't see, I mean, the only thing major wise that I'd have to purchase anytime soon will be Kingdom Hearts, right? And that's. Oh, so you're getting that? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's like I said, I just need to find like a forty-hour video that explains it all to me because I played the well, first one. Doesn't uh, doesn't Josh have a history with Kingdom Hearts? Uh, no, not not a hardcore one. Hmm. Uh, I know. I'm Mike's sure we can find something. somebody. Like I said, I know the Donkey one yeah. is actually pretty accurate from what everyone's saying outside <laughs> of a few like things, and that's the that's the joke is like. Look, you can't tell where I'm actually, unless you're a hardcore fan, you would never know where I am making fun of this game and just talking truthfully versus like those two things. Nice. Yeah. But yeah, I'll probably give it a shot. So I don't see this going away anytime soon. Right. I mean, plus my Switch needs something to collect dust on. (laughs) (laughs) Well, look, if you're, if you're having a disagreement with a friend and you're, and you're not getting along, just remember. Settle and smash. Settle and smash. Man, I should make that a rule for us when we have disputes <laughs> know, on the right? podcast. <laughs> this person's coming on the show. Oh, are they? Oh, are they now? Marth! <laughs> <laughs> you about to die. Uh, you guys want to, well, you, guy, you want to do some news? I guess. You're supposed to say. Okay. Absolutely. There you go. All off the press and straight to your ears. Weekly Games Chat presents The News. News! 
Yeah, and the best part of this week is I got new neighbors, so they're. <laughs> I, I think I just heard one get, come in, so they're about to. They're probably, get a wonderful wake up call of what their Tuesdays. Yeah, they're probably too stoned to notice. <laughs> At least, but you know, the funny thing is, is that <clears throat> they won't have that next week, right? So, oh yeah, it'll be like this two, two week, weeks of lull, lull Nelson. Like, where did this come from? <laughs> hey, what are we gonna do? Sean's not here. We got this. We don't need him. Making his return. Did you change the font? I did. That's crazy. Because that's the actual Smash Bros. font. Yeah. Yeah, okay. He just can't tell as well because I don't have it bent. <clears throat> Who's first, me or you? Well, I'll give you the first. Oh. You can take this one. Yeah. This one's good. I can say that name. <laughs> <laughs> Lifetime achievement for Amy Henning. Amy Henning is best known in the industry for directing and writing the first three Uncharted games. For her contributions to gaming, she will receive the 19th Annual Game Developer's Choice Awards Lifetime Achievement Award. Henning will receive the award during GDC, which will occur from or on uh, March 18th through the 22nd. According to GDC General Manager Katie Stern, quote, Amy Henning is a powerful figure in the game world. Her work exemplifies what good game narrative can be with pathos, humor, suspense, and energy, end quote. Very... Very deserving. Um, Agreed. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to... Why is that going... I hate how my uh, screen just shuts off randomly sometimes. But yeah, um, good for her. I I hope uh, whatever she's working on it, it actually gets to come to fruition. It's been a while since she's had that. Yeah. Yeah. She's got... um, I mean, she's... Obviously, when when you're at Naughty Dog, Yeah. what else on your resume do you really need? Sure. Um, but apparently she was a writer for Battlefield Hardline. Yeah. Um, I know she, some Jack and Daxter games, Legacy of Kane yeah, series. Yeah, I was about to say her big original one was Legacy of Kane. <laughs> Michael Jordan, Chaos in the Windy City. I mean, for the Super NES. Of course. She was a designer on that one. Yes. Um, that's in the Bard's Tale 4. Yes. You know? I mean, she's, she's been around so long now. Yeah. Um, definitely well earned. It, you know, some would say it's a golden accomplishment. <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, speaking of gold, Chris, for a games, uh, first off, Metro Exodus has gone gold. Speaking of gold for a games and publisher deep silver have good news for fans of the Metro series. Ooh. The game has gone gold and will be arriving earlier than planned. Metro Exodus will now release on February 15th. While it will no longer compete with Anthem, it will compete, it will be competing with Far Cry New Dawn among other titles. Chris, I'm sure that they were arranging this to come out February 15th earlier for months. Maybe. Or I weeks probably weeks probably. Yeah. To get out of Anthem's way. Yeah, I think and once- then and then Far Cry comes along at the game awards and they're going, Oh crap biscuits. Yeah, this is like where business unfortunately gets in the way because you have to understand this. I'm sure that Deep Silver is like, this game has to be out by the end of this quarter. So it's like, well, when can we, this has to be the earliest they could ship it, you know, yeah. that they felt comfortable. Like, Hey, we will be able to press enough copies and get them out to distributors and all that kind of stuff. Um, and it just sucks because yeah, you know, we, we've been looking at February and February is quickly turning into this month for, for companies to, Say it has to come out mainly because the quarter ends, uh, for a yep. number of people. So it, it, 
just to give you an example, our next news item. Well, speaking of February. Right, yeah. <laughs> February is a busy pop culture month. If you're sad the holiday release schedule is coming to a close, fear not. February is right around the corner. In 2019, February is set to be the unusually busy month with a lot of releases slated. Here's what you can look forward to. Now, let me just say, the uh, first four, no, wait, one, two, three, four, five games, I'm going to say, all come out on the same day. Yes. Yeah. Crackdown 3, Dead or Alive 6, Far Cry New Dawn, Jump Force, Metro Exodus are all coming out on the 15th. Uh, I'm not sure exactly when, but you'll get three Smash Amiibos. And then on February 22nd, Anthem finally drops. Um, do you see anybody spreading that out a little bit? I don't. I can th- see Crackdown can't do it because they've delayed twice. Yeah, Crackdown's got to come out. Dead or alive, I, and I'm not. I, and I'm even talking about two weeks, sure, two or three weeks. But even the optics of that would look because bad. You, but you can't even go into March because we looked at that too. I mean, like there's a big game, you know, a somewhat big game, pretty much every outside of maybe one week of the month that is dropping. Yeah. Then. Not so, to mention Kingdom Hearts is in January as well yeah, as Resident exactly. Evil 2. Yeah. Resident Evil 2. I think they're like a week apart. Um, it's, but, like a ho- it's like the holiday season all over again. I mean, Crackdown 3 I think will survive regardless just because of Game Pass. You know, the fact that it's automatically included with that subscription means that True. even if you don't play it on the day of release, if you care about Crackdown or Crackdown ends up getting really good reviews – you have people with a easy, affordable way to go play that game. But the other games coming that day, I mean, I think Jump Force will probably be fine because it has a very niche audience. And the same maybe also with Dead Alive. What is Jump Force? Is that the bike game? No, Jump Force is the one that is like the combination of all of those anime game uh, studios from bandai namco gotcha yeah yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. dragon ball z and i i don't remember the other ones Ralph. well i think all of these games should be intimidated by those three smash amiibos coming out <laughs> I, I, you but know if i if you were to fear let me ask you this if you were to fear a certain title releasing in that month would you fear far cry more or anthem more oh ah uh, man that's hard to say if far stumped cry- him ladies and gentlemen I'll say on the surface, I think Anthem, just because it's had more promotion and it's going to get such a big push yeah. by EA um, and Spyware. So you're like, if that delivers, you know, sure, there's maybe some people a little bit hesitant after the Mass Effect Andromeda fiasco. But I think if that comes out and delivers and looks great, you know, there's a whole entire Destiny community that would probably be chomping at the bit to go yeah, on this. Probably. Um, but... Of the ones on here that I fear for now the most, it is Metro Exodus. I think that's just going to get lost in the shuffle because most of the people who are playing shooters, first-person shooters, they're going to go play Far Cry New Dawn. Yeah, it's a first-person shooter. It's a post-apocalyptic shooter, which Far Cry this year happens to be. Mm. Plus, if I'm not mistaken, I believe this Far Cry game is going to be $39.99. So you're just asking. Yeah. I mean, Metro has bumped it up. Would it be bad PR for them to for them to back up one week after Anthem? No, because I, I think there's something else after that week. You think so? I oh, think was so. it uh, Days Gone coming up? And no, is gone, that April? That's April. It's April. Yeah, there's something in that month though, like 
on the 6th of, of March, if well, I recall. Well, Metro Exodus looks delicious, so I hope it finds its audience. But I For can sure. tell you what's not coming out in oh, February. Because it's coming out in January? Absolutely. Kingdom yeah. Hearts 3 has leaked. It would, <gasps> a, it would appear that Kingdom Hearts 3 copies have leaked out for public consumption. Worse yet, a lot of the details have been released online. According yeah. to Eurogamer, the title screen, gameplay, and more have already leaked. Kingdom Hearts franchise director Tetsuya Nomura has, re- <laughs> has released a statement regarding the leaks. Quote, we're, all, we're aware that a small portion of Kingdom Hearts 3 has been circulating online before its official release. We are also aware as to how this has all happened, mm. which he did not disclose here. We're sorry to see this caused concern amongst our fans who are excited for the release. We want everyone to be able to equally experience the full game after its release, so we ask for your continued support on this matter, end quote. Loosely translated, I'm, I think what he's getting at is... Please don't. Be, be a good dude. Yeah, don't leave or things. gal. Just... Like, if you got the game early, play it, enjoy it. Enjoy but, it. But don't go out there yeah. and ruining this for everyone. I mean, it sucks, too, because at nauseum, people have been waiting a decade for this game. Yeah. And to have it spoiled like this, that's that's got to be the worst type of thing. Sure. I mean, obviously, there's worse things. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to downplay that, but that's just got to suck royally. Yeah, because I think there's like some endgame stuff that is, from what I've gathered, supposed to be a big surprise. Um, and it's very significant chunk of material yeah. um, that's very distinct. And I think that's <clears throat> like the concern is all of that is going to be put up for consumption, whether it's summarized or actually the video of it is put out there. And now that, that's just, you know, it sucks. So it, Chris, I, I was at GameStop today uh-huh. and I saw somebody picking up Ooh. Kingdom Hearts, the story so far. You yeah, know, that yeah. disc that came one out. One in two point five yeah, million. Dream drop something. distance, all the all the shebang. Yeah. So if I were to get that, Chris, how many hours do you think I'd be spending? Forty million. Forty million hours. So how long how long do you think it would take to catch up? It would take just as long for you to count every teraflop in an Xbox One X. <laughs> so so ten years. Yes. So I have absolutely no time from now to January to get caught up. No, especially because you're gonna start playing Red Dead Redemption. I can't. You have to. I can't. You have to. It'll, it'll, I'll get to it. It doesn't matter at this point. One day. So, um, well, Red Dead, you know, smashed yeah, some did. records. <laughs> Speaking of smashing sales records, <laughs> Super Smash Bros. Ultimate has, in the U.S., sold over 3 million units since its launch on December 7th. In addition, Nintendo Switch has become the fastest-selling console of the current generation through 21 months. According to MPD, the Switch has sold 8.7 million units since its launch in March of 2017. Furthermore, uh, through November of this year, Nintendo has been the overall top-selling software publisher in the U.S. That confuses me. There's a bit of this. The part that confuses me is um, whether when they're talking about fastest selling, yeah. are they talking about oh, worldwide? Because not- 8.7 million in the yeah. U.S. doesn't doesn't strike me as impressive. Sure. Maybe that's just because we're in this point where PS4 has already sold 80 million. Yeah. Or 90 million. I mean, 21 months, you're saying like, so you're saying it's the fastest ever in the first year or just short of two years. And you kind of like look at how a lot of these things go, right? Sure. The first two, you know, the first year should always be good. 
in the second year, you hope to see good retention, which they have, um, in terms of like where it's going to end up, like, you know, that's not where you get to the historic side of it. Right. It's always, um, when you have like year three, year four, year five, where you continually see it, like that was the thing with the Wii U or I'm sorry, not the Wii U, the Wii, the Wii was like historically fast selling for the first three years and then slowly started to cater off versus the PlayStation three and Xbox 360. And the way they recovered was they all started out slow in the case of PS three, very slow. Uh, and then had this boom when the price dropped you know, and you saw all of a sudden here, here's everyone jumping in on this thing that's now affordable. But no, that's not the part that confused me. The part that confused me is when they say they were the top selling publisher in the U.S. Because I'm, I'm trying to figure out how that's possible when I'm looking at mainly Sony Interactive Entertainment. I would imagine they have to be the top selling one. So maybe it includes the mobile stuff and that's why, or. Well, if you think about it, what are the two top selling PS4 games? For this year, mm-hmm. God of War and and uh, Spider Man, which are three and four on the list mm-hmm. so far this so year. So, what other PS4 titles are in the list of top ten selling pieces of software for the year? Um, as of right now, none. But as far as other things they've published that have come out this year, that would be up there. I mean, we know that uh, Detroit became becomes human sold well. Um, what was the other big one? I'm forgetting. I feel like I'm forgetting a big game. That they published. Well, I mean, if you want, I mean, we can jump down to this because I guess they're kind of tied together, the Amazon list. Um, See, you look at that list in the top ten. I know Amazon is not an indicative indicator of everything, but it shows you that there's at least four or five out of the ten that are switched And I'll say this. There's a reason for that, and we'll get to that um, Mm -hmm. as far as inside information. I think why that is. And, and, you know, it's not any fault and like Nintendo did or like they did something to bump mm. those up. It makes sense that when you hear it. But when you look at MPD's like rolling chart, right, for the year, there's not one Nintendo game on the top 10 for selling of the year right now. And there's two from Sony right Interactive. now for the year. Yeah, like obviously it's about to change once ever uh, December's MPD uh, drops, I'm sure Smash will end up being on the list for top selling 10 games of the year. Mm-hmm. But that's it. Like on the other side, though, you have two games and they're both in like the top five selling games of the year. I think like what, as far as we know right now, it's <clears throat> Call of Duty 1, Red Dead 2, Far Cry 3, or no, Spider-Man 3, uh, Far Cry 4, and God of Wars 5. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just talking about the amalgamation of every title sure. they've released since their inception. Yeah. You have seen Breath of the Wild on the top sure, 10 list yeah. this year. You've seen That's Odyssey true. on the top 10 list this year. You've seen all these titles on the top 10 list, and they have more of them. Yeah. So as far as that goes, it's easy to put together in your mind. Yeah, they did say None of them US, are hitting number one. They did say U.S. publisher, too. So that was like, when I read that, I was like, are they just talking about in the U.S. or are they talking about like no 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 an actual well, U.S. public? I'm just thinking U.S. Like or or are they saying like actual U.S. and therefore it's like oh hey okay well Sony still identifies maybe Sony so. Interactive maybe identifies so. that or like Rockstar Rockstar is a U.K. studio so that would explain why they're not on there. I don't know what Activision is. <laughs> well, speaking of software, yeah, Chris, Transition. are you half? Are you half of all Switch owners? Um, hold on. <laughs> you gotta read. Yes, it. 
<laughs> half of all Switch yes, owners. I, I have gotten these. Well, Chris, half of all Switch owners, and you're one of the lucky few, or many, I should say, have purchased Nintendo's three biggest games. According to Reggie, quote, those three games continue to attach to hardware at better than 50 cents. Uh, sorry, 50%. Just think about that. For everyone who owns a system, more than one mm-hmm. out of every two have bought Zelda, more than one out of every two have bought Cart, and more than one out of every two have bought Odyssey. Yes. Cart has also showed up on multiple occasions during sure. the year. Um, that's never happened in U.S. video game history, end quote. Now, we know Reggie. We know he likes to hyper, use vast... Well, they all do, right? Yeah. He's like the he's like the Barack Obama of video games. Yeah, he like, has soaring rhetoric. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, it's that... It's that video game PR speak. But he's the best at it. You know, like whenever, uh, when Sea of Thieves came out, it's the largest Xbox first title launch ever. I'm like, well, well, yeah, because you have 40 million consoles out now, and this is like your first new IP, and I don't know how long. (laughs) So, you know. But I remember when the Switch, in the first six months the Switch was out, people said the attach rate with Zelda Breath of the Wild was almost 100%. Yeah, I mean, remember there was like one point where it had sold more copies than there were switches. Right, yeah. exactly. And doesn't surprise. I mean, like that's the thing. That's how they survive, right? <laughs> is that it's been like they're saving grace, and it's also the knock is that people obviously buy their consoles for, for the their software. games. You know, like the things they make, and then the question becomes, what else do they have that people are feeling like I need to go buy, right? Mm-hmm. Versus saying, oh, I'd rather just get that on my PlayStation or my Xbox or my PC. But, yeah, uh, not surprised at all. <laughs> if you were um, Xbox and Sony, could you imagine the bidding war? Oh, God. If Nintendo said, we're done with consoles. We just want to put out games. We'll put get, put out games to the highest bidder. How, how high do you think that number would go? I think Microsoft would win because they would just, well, yeah. they, they would, they would just start saying, let's start with a B and you tell me where to stop. <laughs> a it's billion. Like, it's like uh, Obsidian? Yeah. What about Nintendo? Yeah. <laughs> it's now our first God, party studio. If, they ever, if that ever happened. The biggest I, financial deal. Whoever, whoever loses that, industry. whoever loses that, yeah. like the other CEO is just screaming the F word <laughs> repeatedly in their boardroom. Exactly. Um, man, I got Pokemon PvP. You don't skip it, we can. <laughs> Who cares, right? Um, yeah. The heck with you, BK. Nobody oh. cares. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, you can, if you get Pokemon Go, you can. You may read Pokemon PvP. PvP. Yeah, you can read Pokemon PvP. Fine. Pokemon PvP, in case you did not know. Pokemon Go has gone live with PvP. This is for all Pokemon Go players who have reached level 10 or higher. Quote, for trainers, le- this I think this is their Twitter yeah. account. Uh, quote, for trainers level 10 and below, we encourage you to keep catching Pokemon and can explore the world of Pokemon Go. We have no doubt that you'll be at level 10 trainer in no time, end quote. I won't be. Yeah, um, I won't either. <laughs> I think this has actually gotten... Um, Aiden, Aiden has been complaining about Pokemon Go for mm-hmm. a while. Um, he, he said, he says it's the only game that mom doesn't put a time limit on, on his phone. And he thinks it's because Clarissa plays Pokemon Go and wants Aiden to play it with him. But, That's funny. Uh, but, and hypocritical. But, uh, the PVP 
has I think piqued his interest again because I think when with kids, you know, I'm on Facebook. Kids his age wouldn't be caught dead on Facebook. It's all no, Instagram yeah. and all that stuff. Instagram, it's kind Twitter. of the same with Pokemon Go right now. Yeah, kids just aren't. It's not the cool thing anymore. Yeah, makes sense. They're all in Fortnite now. Did your dog pee on this? No, it's her slobber probably. Ugh, great. Yeah. Um, broadband is getting better. Speed test reports reveal some encouraging information regarding broadband <laughs> in the United States. Tests show the broadband speeds are up 35.8% over the previous year. This ranks the United States seventh in the world. We, we invent all this stuff, but we can't have the best internet. You got to love in- infrastructure, right? Uh, upload speeds are up 22%. Look, the reason it's up is probably solely because of me. <laughs> <laughs> the big thing now that's happening over the past year, and you're the benefit of this, you have it, I believe, uh, fiber. Fiber is finally really... I don't really, think I've got fiber. Uh, my sis- I might, but I don't think I do. You yeah, have my to wire your house for that stuff. Yeah, you? my sister has it in Atlanta because of her job. She works at a, a major uh guardian of of speed and data <laughs> like no. you know if your internet goes down the reason why we're not eating on christmas is to make sure if john their internet goes down that she can redirect it to make it work again <laughs> well i know i know chris is looking forward to watching my dogs because i've gone from two megabytes per second to 500 megabytes i can per actually second. i can actually multitask yes <laughs> finally yes. um but yeah i'm not surprised uh that's getting better um i would I would think the the biggest barometer of like test wise will be the day that it feels like it's on par or at least stable, like good solid footing in places like Montana and Wyoming where like there's That's not easy. Where yeah, like there's fifty people and like, you know, there's two hundred miles between a house because they all own this land or it's like how far nature. How far do you live outside of Helena? <laughs> yeah, like my my director, right? Even just like here in Georgia, we we think, oh well, Georgia wouldn't have weak areas, right? right. My uh my director Ken, you know, uh-huh. um, he uh he moved uh to the county north of us, right? Yeah. He doesn't have internet in his house because the county installed installed fiber, but like stopped at the end of that road and like basically he would have to pay for them to do like the was it like two miles down to his house and it's like this amount of money it's like a ridiculous amount of money that he would have to come out of pocket for same for my parents yeah they they live out in a place where it's basically they they have the internet speed that i used to have yeah but they pay twice as much to have it because it just costs so much to get that crap out there i mean he he pretty much when he's at home he says like he he has unlimited data because of that, yeah. and on his yeah. phone, and that's where he lives off of. Yeah. Do well, oh, oh, do you, oh, sorry. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, do, technically, do it's mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Marvel Spider-Man's <laughs> final DLC, Silver Lining, Spider-Man's third and final DLC, will release on December 21st for nine ninety nine. Nine nine nine. The DLC will focus on Silver Sable, who appears in the base game. The DLC features new missions, new and upgrade enemy and crime types. In an upgraded hammerhead bases and storyline quest. Also, new trophies and Spidey suits. I haven't played any of the DLC yet. Me neither. Um, I saw the deluxe edition on sale for fifty nine ninety nine uh, during the Black Friday stuff on the PlayStation Store, but I, I've kind of like in my mind, I was like, well, let me let all the DLC come out and yeah, then let me better. let me get past everything that's 
going on in video games and then maybe I can look and, you know, cause something like that, as much as I want to go back to that world, I'm like, I would rather just wait a little bit and save money now because I beat the core game. Right. All I want to know is where is that Venom costume? Hmm. That sucks. Maybe there's a believe, reason. Maybe. I just can't believe they didn't jump on that. Little sequel. Jump on that. But, um, yeah, I'm the same. I traded this game in for something. Yeah, I had to. Um, I think for Red Dead. But I, but I promise, I promised Aiden I would, I would get it on, I would, cause I'm gonna, I'll download this one easy. Hey, John. Yeah. She's ovulating. Oh, God. <laughs> I can't believe you said that on air. <laughs> it's not a curse word. It's not. But yeah, this one's, I'm like you, I'm waiting for everything to sort of come together. Yeah. Um, and I'll definitely go back to it. I might even start the mission, the, the whole game over. Cause we got to go so back. Much. We got to go back. Josh is watching that right now. Dalton. No, I know. Lost. Lost. <laughs> <laughs> I say it all the time, but I just had to remember where it came from. Dude. But we uh, we talked about Amazon's list uh, a few minutes ago. Let's yes. go down the list for top-selling Amazon games for 2018. Number one, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Number two, Super Mario Party. Number three, Red Dead Redemption 2 for the PS4. Number four, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Number five, Marvel's Spider-Man. Number six, Super Mario Odyssey. Number seven, God of War. Number eight, Breath of the Wild. Number nine, Black Ops 4 for PS4. And number 10, mm. Let's Go Pikachu. You you alluded to the fact that you had some thoughts on this, on Nintendo's yeah. dominance. So one of the big things that happened this year was that I think especially Sony, it appeared, got into a big tiff um, with the prime <clears throat> advantage of like, hey, if you pre-ordered the game, it's there on delivery day. Because mm -hmm. there were just so many instances of the game getting there before the delivery day. Yeah. Uh, or getting after and people are pissed off, right? That basically, you know, you couldn't pre-order God of War or um, Red Dead <laughs> until uh, basically August of this year. And that's when Amazon decided to update their uh, Prime their guidelines. Yeah, like now they don't do same delivery. It's like, hey, you get this the day it comes out. It will ship that day. And that's when you'll get it, right? Um, and as such, you know, it was pretty clear to me there was a lot of things you just could not pre-order. And as we, we know, right, uh, most people, if they're going to get a game, uh, they do so on the first day. So it doesn't surprise me that Nintendo, who was the one company that you could still pre-order everything for, is really dominating this because, you know, obviously, yeah, you know, their biggest sell day on Amazon or any other site should be the day of release. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and we see Re Red Dead like two, like I said, it was a couple of weeks before it came out, before it finally hit on there and you couldn't get the special editions or anything like that. You could um, not order it on Amazon until you a could couple only, of weeks later. Yeah, no, until like two weeks before oh, it actually released. Okay. Yeah. And it was like, you know, before that, the only thing you could buy were the digital versions, which is really weird because even then when you pre-ordered, they weren't giving you a code for the digital version. Mm -hmm. Like you, you know, they're like, it will be released on the date it's released, which is kind of the exact opposite reason why someone gets the digital version, right? Yeah. One of the perks is preloading. Uh, so yeah, it doesn't surprise me in like, 
it there are certain things like, for instance, you look on this list of like, how is Far Cry Five not on that list? That's why. Yeah, that's you a know, good point. You know, there's there's a lot of that, so it doesn't surprise me at all. Okay. Um, but definitely still doesn't take away from the fact that you know, at least when it comes to Amazon, you know, Switch is doing just fine there as far as sales, which is pretty evident based on all the R sales data we've seen with their 8.7 million in the U.S. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, John. Yeah. Finally this week. <laughs> Finally this week. Mm. <laughs> Carlton Banks. See, look at that skill. Yeah. I just brought that in. Uh, Sue's epic over allegedly stolen dance. Alfonso Ribeiro. Did I say that right? Yeah, I, yeah that works. Okay. I guess <laughs> I like that works. I don't really know. It's probably correct. Yeah. Uh, has filed a lawsuit against Epic Games for copywriting his or copying his signature dance, the Carlton. For those who are wondering, oh wait, okay, my bad. I'm, I just presumed that's my bad job. Uh, the lawsuit alleges that Fortnite directly copies the famous Carlton dance from the hit sitcom The Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Uh, he has also filed a similar suit with 2K Games in response to the NBA 2K series. This isn't the first time this is has happened, and is a and is building a tremendous amount of steam regarding artists seeking compensation for the copying of their dance moves within the game. Recently, the rapper Two Mill filed suit uh, for copying his dance, the Millie Rock. His lawsuit is seeking damages based on profits and selling the emote. I'm not surprised this is happening because, like I said, I think I talked to you about this. Like this, this was a huge thing before and something that you wouldn't even think of in tattoos. We had lawsuits that came up in Madden and uh, other sports games because not only would people who actually, you know, got the tattoo right sue, but the actual artist who made the tattoo, since it's like his commission work, right? Mm. He would sue for the <laughs> fact that like, hey, you're taking something that that person paid me for a service, right? Mm -hmm. And now you're like putting it on something that's making money and, and you're not giving me my cut. So like the way it's, I think EA does this now, they'll only put tattoos in there. If literally they have everyone agreeing to the fact that they're okay with it being in the game because they don't want to go back and have to pay millions of dollars or a settlement later. And I think this is potentially going to be the same case here like where we're going to see this probably go towards because, you know, this could be a really big risk in terms of a hit. If a judge decides in the end, Hey, we're going to side with the fact that you are profiting off of someone's likeness for something that they obviously created. Uh, and it's, and it's associated with their brand and their image. Um, so if I'm epic in this, I think you just, you, you say here, have some money go away because it's just so much easier than actually having a judge make a legal determination that therefore binds you if it doesn't go in your favor. Yeah, I can, I can see that. I um, and, and I'm going to try to be as objective here as possible because I think I'm sympathetic to the argument or the case to be made to being compensated. I'm sure. sympathetic to it, but I. I don't I don't think there's much of a legal claim to this type of thing and it's and it's and it has nothing to do with whether I think it should be or not. It's the difference between um a dance yeah. versus a move. 
And there's there's stipulated law where it says that here's what you can um, copyright. copyright. Here's yeah. what you can't copyright. And they, and they get really down to the wire and, and down to specifics. I, I actually spoke to a lawyer at our company yesterday, and I said, sure. look – like you've got kids, you know this game they play, this game Fortnite. You know about the emotes, and he and he even said, and I said, I said I'm going to talk about this on the podcast. Is it fair to characterize what you're saying is mm-hmm. they have a tremendous uphill battle to fight mm-hmm. in order to get this yeah. swayed in? For example, this star the, uh, Alfonso. For Alfonso to he get, he might not win. Well, um, he's going to have the harder one. Uh, well, like, he, he's hard because Two Miller is the one who has the biggest, I think, claim. Right, because he can be like, maybe so. This is something I made for my product, exactly. You know? And it's like, it's like, it's like somebody can turn around and say, "Well, you don't own the character Carlton. Sure, you don't have yeah. any legal rights to him." Yeah. Now I don't say, know how gray area that gets when you when you put your creative ideas input. into yeah. the character, because he can always say like mm. something. I'm sure his lawyer is going to say like, "Well, you know, the studio that made Fresh Prince compensated." Alfonso for his work on that dance and his work on the show. And he gets royalties from that show every time it's shown on TV. Yeah. Right. So that's, that's going to be the argument. Yeah. It's like Stallone. I don't even think he has rights to Rocky. That's not his, it's It's not, everybody knows it's his character, but it's not his character. But sure. But you know, even, even the lawyer friend of mine at work yesterday was like, this is, um, this is technically not a Mm -hmm. legal case. Sure. It's just not now where this is going to get, get um get get traction um and you can say unfortunately or fortunately depending on which side you are this is going to get traction in the in the social justice space because a lot of these a lot of these artists are african american For and sure. the case can be made that here, here once again you have a you have a case of of a big company um profiting off Yes, African Americans' ideas, things of that nature. It's like it would be unfortunate, and I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not mm-hmm. disparaging anybody who's a, who's passionate about social justice. But sometimes Correct. social justice can have unintended consequences because the concept is you're basing a a, a singular decision in law based on past grievances. Well, I think. And where, that can be get a little messy. I think where this is going to go, and I was reading up, at, you know, I was trying to read up on this too to yeah. see like where it was likely going to go. And someone, one of the lawyers I was reading made a good point. He's like, look, you know, this is copyright law, but he's like, a judge isn't bound by copyright law. He can find something that sure. is like, you know, <clears throat> a standard right now is in there. And we see it all the time in, in courts where they legislate from the bench, bench and say, you can't do that because it's val, you know, it's overriding this, this and this. And when do you, you know, I could easily see a judge coming back and saying, no, 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 no. You know, maybe not in the case of NBA 2K. <clears throat> I think 2K is a harder one to fight against because you can argue that 2K isn't selling those, right? It's just included in the game. It's part of the game. It's it's a thing for your character to put on him, and it, it's just in there. People aren't buying NBA 2K to do the Carlton. They're buying NBA 2K primarily to you know do to play basketball, mm-hmm. right? Versus this, where you can say is a direct purchase of this thing, you know, of these dances and all that. That is then being applied to your character because you want your character to look that way. You're giving a business, and therefore. You're doing a transaction. He's profiting on it. And if, like I said, the big concern, if you're this kind of company, is a judge being sympathetic to that argument. And I could easily say, 
because if, if they're good lawyers and I would imagine they're going to have some very good lawyers on this, they're just chomping at the bit for this case. Mm -hmm. The first thing you're doing is you're making Epic disclose how much they've made off of these dances in particular. And the hinkiness, um, and I use that word, it's weird, I guess, but the hinkiness you, you come into here is where does it stop? I mean, obviously Epic games is the, the one that's turning this into a gold mine, but Let's say this gets litigated in the courts, sure. As opposed to settling, if it gets litigated, then it's law. It's Until, law, and yeah. if and but how many times have you seen like the Millie Rock in music videos, sure, on stage at the MTV MTV Music yeah. Awards? And so going forward, if this gets litigated, is that stuff now under? If they're profiting, is that's subject to. I think with the the award shows would be a little bit <laughs> weird because right, unless the artist is being paid, yeah. Then that would be an issue, I think, if they're performing. But you can make someone a case just goes that there. their exposure on MTV sure. made them profit and sure. advance their career. But I mean, like that's we, what they're doing here. We see it now already with uh, all the um, all the art like athletes right now. They're just trademarking certain things that like end zone dances and things like that. Well, like that um, Kirk Cousins, right? One of his famous games. <clears throat> he had a big comeback when he was with the Redskins. And they came back, and as he was walking back to the locker room, he looked at a reporter and screamed, pointed and screamed, you like that? And it got played everywhere on ESPN. He trademarked that. And, like, so now if anyone wants to put that on a shirt or whatever, you either got to get permission from Kirk Cousins or you got to pay whatever Kirk Cousins wants for Oh, it's for like, that, the, it's like the boxing announcer. Yeah, yeah. He copyrighted exactly. Let's Get Ready to Rumble, and not just the phrase, mm-hmm. but the the tone of voice and how he delivers it. Yeah. So it's weird about how it's, – it's a really strange – copyright law is fascinating. It's like – it's fascinating about what you can and cannot do for copyrights. And, yes. And today I read – this is fascinating to me. Disney copyrighted Hakuna Matata, mm-hmm. but that's actually a dialect. That's actually a language. For sure. And so somebody has come forward. I forget the country, but somebody's come forward and said, you don't have any rights to copyright what yeah. is already language, which is already Hakuna yeah, Matata could, means literally copyright. means no worries. You're, what you're saying is you own a phrase that belongs to a culture. Sure. Yeah. They're calling it cultural appropriation, which they might have a case for. Yeah, someone like that would think the copyright should just stop at the song itself, right? Maybe that's what it is. Maybe there's a misunderstanding there. But I will say this, Chris. I'm sure we have some listeners out there who are lawyers. Maybe they'll write into us and tell us how ignorant you and I are. (laughs) Wasn't the guy who uh, who challenged? Yeah, I think he he was a lawyer. I think he said he was a lawyer. So maybe we'll hear from him and go, guys, here's what you completely don't understand about copyright law. (laughs) And I, I totally get like, I hear it all the time, and I understand, like, where a lot of these people are because they're like, hey, you know, this is part of culture, and this is our thing. And it's really weird, like, when I see people out there doing dances, and I know, like, for instance, like, Soldier Boy's dances in these games, and I'm like, little kids are doing the Soldier Boy. And I was like, do you all know what What, that is, you know? And it's just really weird, and I can understand. What is it? um, We're not. We're a family (laughs) podcast, John. Um but like, you know, I can totally understand, like, especially with hip hop artists, right? Mm-hmm. Like they have an image of what they want to be. And I don't think it is a bunch of kids doing things that are associated with certain things that are meant to highlight other parts of communities and things like that. That's what they're aiming to do. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, um, I would imagine if Childish Gambino's 
uh, thing from this past year where he does the a couple of his moves, like where he's got that in that video, the very political video. If that all of a sudden ended up in Fortnite and they were making money off of it, he might have a problem with that, just given what his image was going with on that. Yeah. You know? I mean, I like I said, I sympathize with the with the frustration. It's a really interesting, complicated issue. I would just caution. Yeah going forward just proceed with caution because you never know what unintended consequences sure. good intentions have yes that's true so. you uh see Sean would be would be proud of us we didn't like go down a a very long riff on that right I think Sean's the problem it is Sean's problem <laughs> you uh you want to wrap this up I'm torn between saying never or just to be safe you're supposed to say never Never. We'll just go with never in honor of Sean. And there you go, just to be safe. We should have prepared. That kind of sounded like him. I don't know what he does. Um, I have to do all this like sub navigating this week. Okay. Uh, if you want to write in your thoughts and opinions, and I got some bad news for you. If you write them in now, they're not getting answered for about two and a half, three weeks <laughs> because of. Don't tell them that. Well, I was going to tell them at the end of the episode. Um, you can write your thoughts into weekly games chat at gmail.com. That's weekly games chat at gmail.com. You know what? If you write them in next week and they're, they're not really questions to the general group, but you just have some nice thoughts to say. Maybe I'll uh, I'll sprinkle some some thoughts in uh, or those emails in uh, throughout the episode that's going to air next week that John will have nothing to do with. Thanks, man. <laughs> yeah, though you did pick one of the songs, right? Or you told me you wanted me to pick. I something. would like for you to consider that one. I'm thinking yeah. about more from Octopath, right? Yeah, yeah. The yeah. main theme. Yes, beautiful yes. song. It is. Um, but yes, you can write your thoughts into weekly game chat, gmail.com, just like Brandon did. Say hi to Brandon. Hey, Brandon. Hey, bros. 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 So I found you guys a couple months ago and tried mm-hmm. to listen to your podcast every chance I get. There is a few topics I want you, all your opinions on first. First one is Avengers Endgame. We didn't even talk about that, did we? No, no. I guess that did come out last week. You know what we also didn't talk about? Oh man, I hate to derail you, Brandon, but, um, we didn't talk about the creepy freaking Sonic poster. Like, how <laughs> creepy is that freaking... I I'm sorry. I didn't add that. That's my bad. It is, like, the most creepiest thing. Did you see what I posted? Uh, what response? did you post? What did you say? There's a movie that came out in oh, the 70s. Oh, you posted on mine. That's yeah. right. Yeah. It just... That poster, when I... I never saw the movie, but the poster creeped me out as a kid. Uh-huh. That image of Sonic reminded me... What is it? Uh, Legend of Boggy something? Boggy... Soggy Bottom? <laughs> Whatever. Um, Keep reading. But no, like when I looked at it, you know, because it's done by the Fast and Furious people, oh, the yeah. first thing that popped in my, li- in my mind was, I live my life a quarter chili dog at a time. Because <laughs> <laughs> Sonic likes chili dogs. But yeah, creepiest thing if you haven't seen it, the silhouette of yeah. the Sonic that they're apparently going to put If you have no out. idea that Sonic, it's... It's, it's a very menacing image. Because, like, you know, while it was weird to see the live-action Pokemon uh, in the uh, Detective Pikachu mm-hmm. trailer, I, I will say they still feel like the real thing. They're mm-hmm. just like, you know, like, hey, fur is fur because it's not 
an animation, that's fine. This looks like they completely changed Sonic in some ways where I'm like, that just doesn't look like a a 3D interpretation of him. Well, you don't see the whole you, – you see basically a shadowy image. Yeah, but he has right? like small shoes and like it looks like he has fur on his legs and arms, which is not the way it is in the comic – or I'm sorry, in the game. So it's just it just doesn't feel right, man. Uh, but anyway, sorry, Brandon, we uh, we we kind of railroaded you here. But he says again, first one is the Avengers Endgame. What are your thoughts on the trailer, and what uh, was your take that's going to happen? Yes, I know Captain Marvel is coming, but what do you think will happen to everyone else that got wiped out? Uh, spoilers. Also, yes, I know this is off topic, but what are some accessories that everyone that has a gaming laptop needs? Or gaming desktop. I'm getting a Lenovo Legion. Which model I'm getting, I'll find out on Christmas. But is there anything specific that a person who games on laptops needs? Thank you for your time. Merry Christos. He forgot the M. Uh, and game on. No Yours off- truly, Brandon. No offense to Brandon, because I truly don't care. It doesn't matter. But sure. his his verbiage of, I'll find out on Christmas. Yeah. I used to have friends in school who would tell me everything they're going to get for Christmas. Yeah. And me, I was like... Uh, I have to wait on what Santa brings me. And then they'd laugh at me and that's how college was. But, um, Am was a really mean person. <laughs> You're really glad you moved in with me. Yes. I was like, it's okay, John. So Santa's if, coming. So he Avengers, loves you. shut up. So Avengers Endgame, I gotta, I mean, it's, it, it's leading you down the path of thinking that Ant-Man's gonna die. <laughs> well, Ant-Man has a lot to do with it and whatever, whatever went wrong, they're gonna go fix it in the past. Sure. And I'm wondering, it's like, um, like at the end credits, uh, of, um, jeez. Infinity War. Yeah. Or Ant-Man. What's Samuel L. Jackson's character? Uh, Nick Fury. Jeez. He's gone. Did he look surprised when he started fading away? Uh, I would think anyone. But did he look surprised to you? Yeah, that's Nick Fury. <laughs> Go back and watch it. Yeah, it's I like think he the... immediately sees something happening, and he goes and immediately goes to call Captain Marvel. It's like, um... oh, speaking of end credits, there is an end credit thing for uh, Spider Man. Yeah, I heard. Verse, so make sure you stay. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm just thinking either Captain Marvel takes care of it in the present or takes care of it in the past. Yeah. Um, Honestly. As far as what I saw, uh, I'll say this: they, you asked what our thoughts on the trailer were. I mean, it's a teaser. They didn't. They're really, not giving you nothing. I mean, and like, I hope they keep it that way. Yeah, like if you mean, do I think Tony Stark is going to die on a spaceship alone in space, starving? I'm going to go with no. You know, not yeah. sure how he'll get rescued, but I'm sure someone, probably Thor, if I had to take a guess, because he seems to be able to teleport everywhere now that he's got his uh. His, his axe. Well, you know, the theories on how he's going to get rescued is mm. Pepper Potts Iron Man character known as Rescue. Uh, yeah, I can see that. Which is completely... If she survived. <gasps> Ooh. Um, Why are you doing that to me? <laughs> but um, as far as what's going to happen, yeah, I would imagine Captain Marvel is going to get a big play. I wouldn't be surprised at all if, like, in it, they kill off Steve Rogers because... It just makes sense when you know the real world. Um, (laughs) But, like, you know, in a way, I could very much see that, hey, we're killing off Captain America, and that's fine because Captain Marvel is basically our new Captain America, you know, as far as being the really goody two-shoes person that is very powerful, 
much more powerful than, yeah. than Steve Rogers. Uh, and, you know, uh, is going to be the face of the franchise for the years to come. Um, I imagine that there will be a lot of closure for a lot of the classic Avengers in this. Maybe not so much for Hulk just because... I think he's still sticking around because it's like really easy for Mark Ruffalo to make these movies seeing as, you know, it, you can CGI in mm-hmm. the Hulk, the majority of it when he's on screen, and then he Easiest just shows up paycheck to do, ever. Exactly. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I'm an Avenger. Same for Robert Downey Jr. Too. Yeah. 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 Um, but, uh, and I would imagine that everyone who got snapped will somehow be rescued. I don't know the exact way it will happen. Uh, as far as your gaming question here, Brandon, um, I don't have a gaming laptop. I do have a custom-built PC that is definitely designed to game. Um, I know a lot of people that do it very, very hard. They get um, <laughs> they make sure to go out there and get things like the mechanical keyboard and the uh, mechanical mouse because those really help with inputs. Um, some people will get the nice, like, really large surfaces like that are basically transform a whole desk into a mouse pad. So you don't really have to worry about where you're moving uh, your mouse. It just, it, it works really well that way. Um, besides that, if you're looking for things, I don't know what water cooling options are on uh, laptops, but I would just make sure whatever you get, if it doesn't have, but the standard cooling system in it um, to see if there's any upgrade options, uh, it might seem intimidating at first, but it's really not, and there's plenty of videos on the web that will teach you how to do these things, and it will be a big benefit to your PC because the number one thing that you need uh, to always keep gaming is uh, coolant to keep your PC from overheating. Question. Sure. What is a gaming PC? Basically one that has a <laughs> graphics card. Yeah, I know. Consoles for life. Consoles for life. Everybody knows that the Xbox One X is more powerful than any console on the market today. Yes. And it's not anywhere near the top PC. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Hold on here. Let me uh, pull up Twitters. I'm not actually logged into ours, so I can't see the direct stuff, and I let Sean handle that. But I did see that there were a couple messages on the site or on our Twitter page which is at weekly games chat, of course. Um, Clinton wrote into us and he said, <laughs> weekly games chat. I made a Twitter account. So Sean, uh, of the dead would read this. Yeah. See that? That's a good joke. Sean, the dead. I was yeah. watching that last night. It's on night. Netflix now. Yeah, yeah. I was watching that last night. Great movie. Oh yeah. Uh, I don't know what kind of Richard math you had me do, but I subtracted one divide. By two, then doubled it and came out with a five-star review for you on the Apple Podcast. Yes, thank you. Uh, keep up the good work, guys. Sean wrote back and said, this totally rules. Thank you, kind sir. It will be read on the last show of 2018, a.k.a. next week. Sean, that's not true. That's the one the last. Next week is the last episode of 2018. Thank you. Oh, um, as far as that, I think that's all I have. Um directly that's in here right now uh because like i said i'm not actually on here i don't have uh the access i'm on my personal yeah, twitter gotcha. i can't so, see all those little notifications what would be sean and my deadline for musical requests not that you necessarily would honor them 
What what what's the deadline for? Saying? I should make a video of me like reading a request and just <laughs> deleting them. Delete, delete, delete. Um, when are you gonna? When this? When is this going down? Well, I mean, the episode goes up then. I'll probably put it together throughout the week here. It's usually what I do. You have a lot to live up to. Last year's was superb. Uh, I am only. I'm only as good as the content that I'm provided yeah. in this episode is the way I view it. Yeah, that's true. Um, but I will definitely try to find some some gems. I mean, the God of War soundtrack no, is amazing. Tons. I tons could, to pick. That, I mean, the Spider-Man soundtrack, the Red Dead. I'll probably put like two or three songs from Red Dead in there just because it is such a large game. I particularly like the new version Mm-hmm. Of Assassin's Creed Odyssey's theme, the yeah, Assassin's Creed theme. I, I love that. Um, I don't even know what it is. It's like a, what is the Greek version of a guitar or some sort of stringed instrument? I don't know what they call it, but it sounds. It's not a sitar. Yeah. Because that's like Indian. That. But it sounds uh, great. Yeah. It does I really love great. the version. It's probably like a mandolin or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's, there's that. Uh, you know what I actually really like when you're playing Assassin's Creed? Is when um you pause it and then you get that classic you know the the octave voices. Yes. I yes. really do like that. That's pretty nice touch. Um, but you know what? That's gonna do it for this week on Weekly Games Chat. No, I know. Yeah, Sean sends his Christmas thoughts and love. Maybe, maybe if he's nice enough, or AKA will get off his butt and come over, I'll get him and Sean or John here to record something for next week so you can hear his voice. One last time for this year. And unfortunately time. here, John's again. Um, but this has been episode 184 of Weekly Games Chat. If you like the show, subscribe to us on iTunes or whatever podcast service you use. And you'll get a new episode every Wednesday, just like this one. Caveat to that. Uh, next week, as we've been hinting, is what we call our last episode of the year. I give Sean John the week off and I put together a music episode where I pull all the music from various video games for your amusement. A lot of people tell me it's their favorite episode of the year. I always disagree because you only hear my voice for the whole entire time, and I just don't think that's a good thing. But maybe I'll get drunk this year as I do it, so it'll be very entertaining and slightly disjointed as it goes. <laughs> as if it you progresses. want, I'm happy to join you for it. No. I'm not. Okay. Yeah, you can come on. I don't care. Yeah, just tell me when. I'll come yeah, over. Yeah. Um, but besides that, the week after you will not get a new episode on Wednesday as we usually take the week of new year's off for reflection. Not really. (laughs) It's to watch football, but also because, you know, sometimes you need a break, right? Definitely. Um, besides that though, if you like us while you're there and they have a rating system, wherever it is that you subscribe to drop us a review or a rating. Preferably high because very high. It helps people find the show. As as a uh, our Twitter user noted, you if you hate the show, you should take this top score, subtract one, uh, divide it in half, and then do what? Double it. There you go. Yeah, we always we're always we can accept five star ratings, but we prefer sixes. <laughs> if you can break the system, please do. <laughs> um, besides that, though. John, it was really fun 2018 doing this. I had a great time. A lot of great games, and uh, 2019 yeah. seems to be an amazing year. I don't know if it'll be quite as amazing as this, but... We'll see. I mean, when's the last time we had, like... You really think there's going to be, a, like, a combination of God of War, <laughs> Marvel's The Spider-Man, and Red Dead Redemption 2... Uh, and I guess, well, heck, let's yeah, absolutely. Smash. It's called Yoshi. It's called Mario. You and dream. It's called 
Animal Crossing. You dream. (laughs) Dream big there, kid. Uh, Until next time, though, I will simply say game on, John. Game on, Chris. Game on, Sean, wherever you are. Go better. Yeah. Hopefully you've got some soup or something. Uh, Your mom's box. Uh, What does he say? Peace out, everybody. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Bye. Bye. ever wondered about the stories behind your favorite video games? Like, how were they made and why were they designed a certain way? All of us as a team just are talking video games. And so, what can we do to fix The Life and Times of Video Games has the answers to all of this and more. Packaged in half-hour audio documentaries that take you back to the past and loop you into the present. My name is Richard Moss. I'm a games historian and a journalist. And I hope you'll join me on my voyages through video game history. Find out more at Life and Times dot games.